Her yeshiva came back from Poland this week, Monday morning. We took a second and third year boys. And it was a very, very moving trip, Bo Hashem. I think much better than we would have expected. We got a lot done, and I think that the Bochrim got a lot. Well, definitely boys that kept Shabbos for the first time. The boy that said that he was going to get married a, a non-Jew, and he said not anymore. Definitely a boy that hasn't worn tefillin for years, and now he's wearing every single day, including when we came back in yeshiva. Very, very special, very moving. A lot of emotion. I wanted to share today what I tell them, my closing words in Poland after a week that I tried to instill in them true Torah perspective and whatever, you know, we can wrap around our brain. It's an interesting thing when the boys, our boys, go to Poland, everybody is busy trying to find something to take from the camps. Uh, Bobbed wire, nothing to talk about. But this year there was a guy that his grandfather even told him, take as much barbed wire as you can. And he, he had enough barbed wire that he was able to make a big mug and dove it. And they take all kinds of stuff. Everything, everything is taken. Uh, one year there was a boy that took a shoe from Magdanik. Another year there was a boy that took a shower nozzle. What is going on in their minds? Why are they taking these things? Like what? Okay, so it's symbolic. I understand, and they're going to remember. I understand, but like, what? What? What is the big deal? What? What is the? What, what's pulling them? I mean, I never thought to go take. When I walked through my the, these places, I never think to take. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't even uh, dawn upon me in any which way. So I'll tell you. You know, every time I go to Poland. The most difficult thing I feel in my heart is when we go to a mass grave and the Kadoshim Nebuch are lying there, if it's in Tiktin, if it's in the Warsaw Cemetery, if it's in Lublin, or it's the 800 children that are lying in Tarnov. I have a problem when we pick ourselves up and we're ready to go, and we turn our back on the Kadoshim, and we leave. We came there, we visited, true, we said a capital tilim, we say a Kaddish. I don't know what, the, I wonder what the Kadoshim say to each other when they're down there in the pit. The Gemara says in Brochus that Mason know what's going on. I can imagine, possibly, one mace turning to another one and saying, what is with these people? I, I'm sick of being a tourist attraction. Okay, I'm not minimizing, like I said, I'm not minimizing a Kaddish with a capital tillim. It probably does tremendous things for the Neshamas. But I don't know, there's something that bothers me about turning my back on the Kaddish. It's something that's just too difficult.
And I'll tell you something else. At the beginning of the the Torah, Parshas Bereshis, the Torah recounts how Cain killed Hevel. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to rebuke Cain, he said to him, The voice of your brother is screaming from the depths of the earth. So the Nitziv says something very, very profound over there. He says, it's interesting to note that the taina that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has on Cain, it's not for the fact that he killed Hevel. That he killed Hevel, he brings, possibly was a shoygik. That's interesting. But nonetheless, for our for the purpose of our discussion, he didn't kill him on purpose, he claims. He brings a chazal. And that's why the punishment was that you're going to wander all over the land, like somebody that goes into Golos. As we know, somebody that goes into Shoygik goes to Golos. HaKadosh Baruch had a different time of Ankayin. The voice of your brother is screaming from the earth. Don't you have Rechmanus? Don't you feel bad for this situation? For the fact that he's lying in the depths of the earth, dead, killed, murdered? Now, we didn't kill the Deshim. We people that go to Poland, we're not the ones that killed the Deshim. The Nazis killed the Deshim. But if we come to Poland... And we hear the voice of the Kedoshim, the pain of the Kedoshim, the, 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 the fear, the trepidation, the, the balagan they felt at the moment of their death. They want us to do something real for them. Now, do you think they're satisfied if we take a piece of barbed wire and then we're going to come to America or Israel, and people will ask, so how was the trip to Poland? Did you get anything from the trip to Poland? Yeah, I got a piece of barbed wire. I got a shoe. I got a shower nozzle. Do you think that's going to make the G'dayshin? That's going to do it for the G'dayshin? I don't think that's what the G'dayshin want to hear. And if so, if we don't, if we don't really accept something really tangible on ourselves, so it's, I don't, I, I can't leave the Kedoshim just empty-handed. But as a Neveh guy once said, at the end of the trip, never again? Why never again? It can happen again. There's nothing stopping it from happening again. If a Kedoshim wants it to happen again, it's going to happen again, no doubt about it. Never again. If there's a never again, the never again is, never again am I going to go a day without filling. Never again am I going to walk out without a yarmulke. That's never again. That's what we need to walk away with. We need to take something tangible. When you go on such a trip, you have to walk away with something tangible. It's not just enough to walk away with a souvenir. In last week's parasha, Avraham Avinu, after he conquered the former Lochim, Melech Sadoim came and he wanted to give him all the booty, everything from the war. And Avraham Avinu says proudly, I'm not going to take a string, I'm not going to take a strap. That you should not be able to say, that you made Avraham rich. 
Chazal learned right out from there that we learn that we, the Klal Yisrael of Ramavinu, received that saying of Ramavinu, we received two mitzvahs. Because he said he's not going to take a chut, a string, with a zoichet to tzitzis, And because he said he's not going to take a strap, it was zoichet to the straps of tefillin. Both by tefillin and by tzitzis is the Indian of kesher. Kesher, tying, by tefillin we know, which you do with the tzitzis. And tzitzis, we tie on the nuts. Kesher elia and so the first kesher has a dinman What's a kesher? A kesher is, and, and, and that's why, by the way, or as the Rashi brings in, in Chumash, Tcheles, why do we have Tcheles on the Tzitzis? Tcheles doyme liyam, because the Tcheles is similar to the sea. The yam doyme lirikia, and the yam is doyme to the heaven, to the firmament. The rikia doyme lirikisakov. It's going to remind us of lirikisakov. It's going to remind us of Mitzvah Hashem. When you want, in the olden days, before that alarm clocks, you want to remember something, you tie a little bindle on your finger. And you then when you see it on your finger, you say, oh, why, it, why is it there? Why is it there? Ah, all right, I was supposed to do something. Well, see, some people even today, they take their watch and they tie it on backwards. Or they take it from the left hand and they tie it on at the right hand. That's the way people remind themselves of stuff, right? That's a kesher. So why do we have to look for new ways to remind ourselves of what we need to be reminded we need to have dafka. We can't remember. The only thing that's going to remind us of what happened in Poland is a, a, is a, a piece of barbed wire. If we have our tzitzis on, and we put out our tefillin every day, that's what the Kedoshim want us to do. Never again will I go without tzitzis. Never again will I go without tefillin. HaKadosh Baruch should help that we should be zoichem yotz Hashem. That Never, never again should Hakadosh have to bring such a, such a. I can't even say it. And Amir Hashem, we should be zoyche. We should be zoyche to always, to always be able to remember what we need to do, what we have to do, and we should be zoyche to tchias hamesim after bias hamashiach b'meir of yomayim.